from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Chris Farr, founder of Santai, who are passionate about helping businesses harness the full potential of their data. With their centralized reporting portal, they empower organizations to breathe life into their data, enabling informed decision-making and fueling future growth. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Chris. Chris, one of, I call it maybe the buzzwords that I'm hearing so much about recently is companies having to digitalize or what's their digital transformation strategy. And for many, it's, you know, it's very, very daunting. Can you simplify that down for me and for all of our listeners here today? I think one of the simplest ways to put digitization is just the automation of day-to-day tasks. That's probably the simplest way to look at it. And digitization is about getting systems in place that help you with anything you're doing in your business, whether that be financial, sales, operational, any any aspect, I suppose, is what you could be digitizing, um, helping you move away from anything that requires manual intervention, basically. And how big a job or a task is, because even by virtue, I think of the word itself, I can only feel the weight of the world coming down on my shoulder, thinking there's this mammoth task and how are we going to get our business up to speed as to where it should be? I think it's trying to work out in your business from all the different aspects that you could digitize going, where do I spend most of my time? Where do my team spend most of their time? Where are we wasting time on these manual efforts? And just prioritize accordingly. I think if you could identify those pieces of the puzzle, then you could certainly digitize the aspects that are going to make the biggest difference to you the fastest. And Chris, you just make it sound so simple, right? So just take it. I'm a business and, uh, you know, I've got spreadsheets and spreadsheets, as I'm sure many of us have. And sometimes I call it organized chaos, but I know what's what's going on in them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that my colleague knows what's going on in them. I think there's there's two challenges with the ginormous spreadsheet. One is the time it takes you to build the spreadsheet in the first place. And yeah, as you say, you know what's happening because you built it. You know where all the formulas are, you know which bit to look at. But if someone else picks it up, could they do the same thing? And are they spending too much time trying to figure it all out and actually work out what they should be seeing? You know, because there is time on both sides of the fence, one in building the reports and also time in analysing them. Yeah, one thing I suppose that we all hear this lovely word is KPIs, especially when we're into the final quarter of the year and year end and people look at, you know, what are their achievements and KPIs are certainly, you know, something that we all have our benchmarks and what are we aiming for and have we hit those targets and our goals and what's our performance like? And I'm assuming that if we can actually lift that data, you know, our, our weekly or day to day workings and data off spreadsheets, all of those in the form of dashboards can become so much more evident. Oh, definitely. I mean, a lot of the clients that we deal with run reporting at the end of a month. Right. So month end happens by the third or fourth working day. They can start running reports and, and getting information out and they produce reports and to see what happened. It's all very retrospective, which means at worst, you're probably 30 to 40 days beyond where the information started, you know, because it started at the beginning of the previous month. By digitizing some of your reporting and, and actually automating it, we're able to get you the data the following day. So at best, we can improve your life by about a month. Imagine what you know now rather than a month's time. What would you do differently with that information? How would you drive your business differently? What decisions would you make differently? Because you could see it much faster than you ever could before. And that's what the power of this digitization can do to you. 
Yeah, and that's that's amazing. Actually, being equipped to make better decision making, but I think making you know decision making with real time information and figures of value. Chris, I'd love to hear from you maybe as an example of a project that you've undertaken with a client. You know, maybe just high level, um, and how you've worked with them on their journey and what the results have been like. Yeah, so one of our very first clients actually, they work in uh, bins and skips, which is an industry I, I knew nothing about going in. So for me, it was a journey of trying to understand, well, how do you go and go about collecting bins? What are you trying to do? The different types of skips, which blew my mind just the sheer quantity of them. Um, but for them, they were doing exactly what we just said. They were doing reporting at the end of a month and they were trying to retrospectively go, well, who bought, who didn't buy, who could have bought more? And they had no idea, whereas the first set of reports were all trying to get that information to them fastest. Their sales team could sit there halfway through a month and go, well, this company hasn't bought anything. That company hasn't bought anything. Let me ring this guy. Oh, they should have done something by now. And they could manage the orders in month. The biggest impact for them was then they could actually get to the end of the month knowing, well, we're going to be roughly where we want to be rather than waiting the 10 days to get the report out and going, oh, we missed the month. You know, and I think that power of knowing mid-month who they needed to talk to what they needed to do was transformative. And the way we've then built on that for them just brings in more and more data from more and more systems. But the whole thing was to start so simple. You know, it was, it's always so tempting to go, oh, we've got everything here, let's throw it all at one big dashboard and have all this information. But back to the point you made earlier, Elaine, as well, you know, the next person comes along going, how do I understand this? How can I look at this? But by starting small, we're able to educate the business on, you know, these are the key performance indicators throughout the month. This is what you need to do. This is the action needs to be taken from that and then build on the next piece and the next piece and the next piece and take them on that journey piece by piece. It wasn't all about trying to do everything at once. And how big a company or a business or at what point should, you know, a business owner be looking into this type of automation and digitalization? Uh, we deal with clients from one person operations all the way up to ginormous multinationals. So the jump on point doesn't necessarily denote size. It's to do with your interest. Um, there's a scale, I think IBM first coined this many years ago, which started off on kind of how data driven are you? And the very first point was I'm data resistant, going, oh, I don't need data, I'll do it all on gut feel, I'll do whatever I want to do. And then you go up to data curious, data aware, and it builds you all the way up these different scale up to um, data driven at the very top. And I always say we pick people up at this data curious phase where they know they've got numbers, but they don't really know what they're telling them. They don't know what they're saying, how to analyze it, what to look at. And it could be, you could be huge and have that question, or you could be tiny and have the same question. So it's not necessarily about the size or maturity of a business that would denote what you've got. It's more just how well you want to get the information to your business or how well you can do it for yourselves. And as well as that, when we factor in, I suppose, the amount of, you know, AI that's coming on stream <laughs> and we need to be aware of and chat, you know, all of these, this good stuff. How can you see this this whole sector evolving and I suppose the need for us to be more up to speed with it? I think from a from an AI and data perspective, I mean, the ability for you to just ask a question to your data rather than having to analyze it yourself is huge. You know, we've already started looking at that in our business of how we can bring that to our clients as well to stop you having to, you know, analyze through a data story. You can just go, tell me what happened to this. Why is that doing that? I mean, the power that could then bring you is huge, you know, so it would improve your time even further from having that question to getting the answer to be able to do something about it you know that's what i see happening and i suppose the thing about it is the realization that our competitors are probably doing it anyway 
So we really need to make sure that we are on top and we're to the fore of it. Chris, I'd like to pair back a little bit to get to know you personally, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> You've recently been um, acknowledged as the Kildare Entrepreneur of the Year by the All-Ireland Business Foundation on top of your four-in-a-row business all-star. Tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur from the time maybe that you decided, you know what, I'm going out on my own, I'm setting up this business. Take us to that journey. I tell you, I started working in data probably 20 years ago, if I want to work that out. And I suppose at that point, it was only spreadsheets before any of these big technologies even existed. So I'm a spreadsheet nerd at heart. And I can understand how people end up in spreadsheet worlds because it does all that. And that's what I was like all those years ago. But as technology evolved, I was embracing it in all these different companies I worked for. And I kept being found that I was put in a box. It was, you're really good at numbers, go sit over there and do the numbers. It's like, but I can do so much more than that. I want to do so much more than that. But they're like, no, go sit over there. You're really good at this bit. And eventually I got to a point where my wife actually was looking at me going, you need to go and do this for yourself. Just go and do it, please. <laughs> you know, Because I kept talking about how I, I, I'd love to be doing this. And kind of the point just came, we just said, look, go do it. I had a choice, a fork in the road. Either you go change companies and probably have the same problem all over again, or just take the plunge. And... When I set up Sontai, it was the end of 2018. I spent 2019 organizing myself, getting everything in place, starting to get some clients. And then on the 1st of February 2020, I went full time, which was painful because the world stopped about a month later. <laughs> and, and it was, I suppose you could look at it two ways and go, oh, it was really bad because everything went really bad. And you could, you know, everyone knows the whole story of COVID and what happened. But actually, for me, it gave me a great opportunity to stop and go, what is it I want to do? Like I've set up this business, I was doing some consulting bits, I was doing a bit of dashboarding and I was like, what do I want? How do I want this to evolve? What do I want Sontai to, to be and what to stand for? And actually it gave me a great opportunity to, to put that in place. And I, I think without COVID happening, I wouldn't be where I am today, which I'm not sure many people say that about their business and how it's evolved, but I think it was a great opportunity to, to reflect on it perfectly. You know. And as well as that, I suppose, another thing that we found ourselves and from dealing with lots of companies like yours through the business all-stars is that all of a sudden, a lot of business owners, leaders, CDOs, directors actually press pause on, on themselves and, you know, started to relook at exactly what you said there, what they are doing, who they are, what's their purpose, mission, values, um, and started weeding out, should we say, as to say, what's good and what we need to keep on to and what don't we need to. So I think your timing was perfect. But Chris, I think you give away a very important key and clue there. Before all of this, you actually took time to wind down while you were still an employee you know, working on the back burner and getting things, you know, you know, your your foundations built, should we say, for the want of a better word. For anybody that's listening in here today, that's maybe where you were back those 20 years ago, you know, back those 20 years ago, in a role, not 100%, you know, um, happy with where you were going. What actually, you know, would you say at that point in time, just before you made the decision there at the end of 2018, 2019, to take the plunge? What advice would you give them? I think don't underestimate the skills that you have. I think one thing I always did was just assume that other people were like me, that loved numbers, loved data, loved all of this. And then over the course of my professional career, I realized that actually not many people have that set of skills. And I realized working in big multinationals and, and other companies that, you know, within that world, there were other people like me. So you kind of felt the same. But actually look outside of that to SMEs and you go, geez, there is a skills gap missing because it is a very niche skill that I have. And I think that anyone in any role has a niche skill because every role in itself is niche in itself, you know. So I'd say don't underestimate the skills that you have. And if you have the desire to um, to be more entrepreneurial with it, then just go and do it because it's very rewarding at one end. 
scary at the same time. But <laughs> if you don't take these risks, then you'll be regretting it and you shouldn't do that. Fantastic. Chris, what does it mean for you having such acknowledgement and recognition by the All-Ireland Business Foundation? I, tell you, I remember our first conversation, Elaine, many years ago. And it was when I was still by myself and it was a very small operation. And I said to you, I said, I want to be part of the IBF and get my first accreditation because of, of what it stood for. You know, the the values that AIBF have was something that I wanted our business to aspire to. And I wanted to, to show the world this is what I can do. When I got the first one, I was delighted. I was like, geez, I, I'm on the journey here. I can prove that, you know, we are customer centric. We are trustworthy. We're doing everything right to get it for four times. So I'm actually slightly dumbfounded as to how we, you know, keep driving the right direction. But what it means is that we've held those values, that we haven't diverted from that. And actually, by keeping that at the core of what we do and displaying the proudly displaying the uh, the IBF All-Stars, it means that other people can trust in what we do as well. And I think that when someone comes across us for the first time, they can see that and they can believe, you know, that we've gone through the accreditation process, that it is a rigorous process. I'm sure anyone listening knows if you've gone through it. You know, it means that from our side, we know we're projecting a, a good, trustworthy image rather than just going, yeah, yeah, we're trustworthy. It's like, no, we've got something to back that up. We've got something that says this is how we operate and the values that we hold dear. Fantastic to hear, Chris. Chris, it's no doubt since 2018, 2019, you yourself, both personally, but also professionally with regard to setting up the business, have been an absolute roller coaster. I think you're a, you've, the values that you've aspired to are really holding true. And we've seen that in the customers and the clients that you're working with, helping them to for their, their their figures and everything that goes on behind the scenes to actually narrate a story but to give them that data you know in real time that's empowering them to make decisions you know which can result in a huge difference to their future congratulations on all your achievements chris it's been fantastic getting to know you and we wish you every success in the future thank you really thanks for listening to aibf business talk today to find out more about the all ireland business foundation and the work we do especially our forthcoming events like our leaders forum and christmas lunch in the aviva stadium on december the 8th check out our website aibf.ie forward slash events it would be great to see you there remember never put off until tomorrow what you can do today until next time from your host elaine carl goodbye